0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP. The Sex Actually Podcast. As always, it is your host Dave Neal. Uh, soon to be joined by Tasha Courtney. She's in the bath right now. Uh, we are in Phuket, Thailand, for this introduction. We are in Southeast Asia. Uh, your boys had a little too much to drink tonight, but I needed to get this episode out, so I need to introduce it. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we sat down with Jay Chris Newberg to talk about his new podcast. Heroin has a great publicist. It's called Heroin Has a Great Publicist. Jay Chris Newberg, a very funny stand-up comedian. And and former private detective, we talk about his time uh, tracking down cheating spouses. Uh, you know, private. <laughs> I feel like that's all private investigators do: is get a phone call from some dude who's like, "I think my lady's cheating. I'm gonna pay you a lot of money to find out." And that's what he does, or that's what he used to do. We uh, hear some hilarious stories, uh, very interesting stories from J. Chris Newberg about his time as a private investigator, tracking people across the country in their infidelity, catching them. Right Red-handed, as it were, uh, a finger in a ginger. Red-handed. Okay, moving on. Uh, and then you know we talk about his time uh, opening. He uh, he performed late night uh, stand up on uh, for Jay Leno, and we talk about what it's like to kind of perform on late night TV and all that jazz, and how uh, how uh, you should not look for love, but you should let it find you. And I think this is a good lesson for all of us to learn. Do not look for love; let it find you. Love yourself. Be so obsessed with uh, finding the love that you have within and then letting others see that for themselves. I think that's the key to this conversation. Don't don't be searching because searching imply, uh, implies uh, neediness, right? That's all it is. When you're searching for something, you need it. I'm searching for some uh, people to subscribe to this podcast, rate it, review. If you guys have any questions or comments or uh, anything you want us to discuss, uh, write in at gmail.com, Let us know. We're always open for new ideas. You know, we've been reading this book, The Perfection Detox, and then guess what? In a couple of weeks, actually it might be a little longer, we're going to be interviewing Petra Kobler, who uh, wrote The Perfection Detox. That's what I love. We we read a book. We love it. We post about it online, and then the authors contact us. I mean, isn't that great? Isn't fucking 2019 just killing it right now? Anyway, uh, before, this, uh, before we launch this uh, interview, yeah, we're in Phuket, Thailand. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this on the last episode, but we got a last-minute trip to Southeast Asia we're doing a week just kind of um, hanging out Tasha got a chance to bathe with some elephants I'm sure we're going to be going more in depth with these stories later down the road but I just wanted to give you the visual of Tasha giving a mud bath to a fucking giant Asian elephant uh Little do we know, we, uh, Tasha would love... Uh, by the way, if you're new to this podcast, Tasha Courtney is the co-host. Uh, she'll be on this interview in a minute. She is my better half, as they say. I don't know why I have to say... Women never say better half when they refer to their guy. What's, what is, you know what I mean? That's all society is. The guy has to be trash and the woman has to be some catch. And, and they are, but it's, you know... For once, I'd like to hear her say, oh, my better half. It's never that way. It's always my dog shit boyfriend. You know what I mean? Anyway, we flew Air China. We flew Air China, a 13-hour flight, three-hour layover in Beijing, and then a six-hour flight. So that's 22 hours of Air China. And I got to tell you, I'm loving Air China. I thought Tasha might not like the uh, dictator-like ruling of an airline, but it was actually kind of nice. I mean, these militant uh, flight attendants, here's what I love about Air China. They make you put your seat up. They don't ask you to put your seat up. So whenever they serve food, if your seat's not up all the way, they just hit the button and they forcibly move your seat up. I love that. So the guy in front of me had his seat down, and the lady just whips him into action and lifts it up. Otherwise, my Catholic upbringing would have just been passive aggressive for two and a half hours just sighing and gently kneeing him in the back you know waiting for him to move so anyway we love air china and let me tell you something about air china every meal they serve you is a shit ton of rice and cookies, rice and cookies. And, uh, whatever beach body I tried to bring to Phuket, uh, disappeared about 14 hours before I arrived in Thailand. I immediately abandoned my diet because let me tell you something. It's one thing to diet on your own terms. It's another thing to be several thousand feet up in the air on air China. And when they serve you rice, you know, you do as the Romans, you eat the fucking rice anyway. So I've uh, completely abandoned that. I'm a fat slob and over here at the you know the breakfast every day is just sushi sushi and like chow mein and whatever you know pad thai whatever the you know noodle non-stop noodles and then you throw on some nutella on a crepe next thing you know full-blown i'm fat again so i tried my best you guys be forewarned if you see any instagram photos they're probably heavily edited by tasha she's working her magic over there looking like a fucking you know you know, cartoon designer at Pixar just working with that magic pen trying to make my uh, abs uh, show up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I should stop rambling. Get on to this episode. Uh, more to come about our trip to Thailand. We're still are, We're only halfway through, so there's a lot of good stuff to come from that. I'm sure I'll be sh- uh, like oversharing some very personal info from our trip on the Patreon. We're going to be doing... Um, I'm going to be doing some solo episodes from our next location in Koh Samui, a nice island in Thailand. I'll be recording a solo episode episode in the in the following days on the Patreon. So if you haven't already, join the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the SAP. That's patreon.com slash T H E S A P. That's where I release all our private episodes. Your donations and subscriptions help us fund the podcast. It helps us pay for the bandwidth, the website, the promotions. I'm trying to hire hire a PR person. We got so much good stuff going on. I'm gonna need a PR person to kind of shout it out to the world. I need you guys. I'm over here trying to do my ad pitch for patreon.com slash this app, and Tasha's yelling from the bath telling me she needs the kettle to be taken out. That's right. They don't have hot water here in Thailand, so she has me steaming water in a fucking kettle and then bringing it to the bath. So if anyone ever hears Tasha complain about me as a human being, I need you guys to know, and I need her to know in the other room that I'm fucking killing it. If you've ever had to boil water and put it in your lady's bath, you don't need to hear her shit, okay? You win, All right? You hear that, Tasha? I win. Anyway, that's a perfect way to end this uh, introduction. Enjoy our chat with J. Chris Newberg. Right, let's jump right into it. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the SAP. It's your boy Daniel with Tasha, Courtney and Jake Chris Newberg. Yay. How are you, man? Good. Welcome. Hi. I've been excited to have you on for a bit because you're you're in the podcasting world now. Yes. Stand up. Com- you've you've got a lot of uh, you've got a lot of facets to you. You are what are you a rock star stand up comedian and
1: podcaster now? Is that right? I suppose. Sure. Let's just you know I'll do all the I'll do all the slashes. You know all the Hollywood slashing. <laughs> you know comedian slash. Actor slash <laughs> right. whatever.
0: I usually like plug people's stuff at the end, but I wanted to start with your podcast because it's called "Heroin Has a Great Publicist." Yes. Now, what is that a life uh, like? Like life lessons you've learned? Title or how do you know that?
1: <laughs> well, I've had. Um, I mean, it's just a fact. I mean, if you look at the. I mean, I didn't want to do a podcast about drugs, but I also wanted a cool name. And I couldn't, and all of the good pod puns were used, you know, <laughs> pod save the queen, all that right, other right. stuff. So I, uh, I had, this is my fourth attempt at a podcast. The first three failed miserably. Uh, but I tried, you know, and I just, I didn't have any sort of, uh, being older, you have the tendency to not want to, uh, conform to themes. Whereas now everything is super theme oriented. Like,
2: yeah. you It's almost like you need a little niche. Yeah. Like,
1: you need something. And, uh. I just wanted to talk about uh, things that are fucked that people do anyway. Yeah. So I was like, that's going to be the name. And my manager was like, hate it. And I'm like, it's going to be popular. <laughs> and uh, now he's like, I really like the name. He's like, I didn't see it at first. And it's catchy. And uh, it's not really a great acronym. H-H-A-G-P. But like... <laughs> now, what What level of notes are you taking before you start
0: your podcast? Are you like writing down what just your thoughts of the day? Like, how are you, how are you getting like the creative juices flowing?
1: I literally... Um, what I do is uh, I, I'll take a piece of paper and I'll put it just right next to the pod and I'll put the microphone there and then I'll, uh, I'll write that episode number on the top and then I will... I, give, I sent what I do. I do this cool thing which ensures uh, additional listens. I ask people to send me their address and I will mail them the signed notes oh, from cool. the show. Oh,
2: that's a cool that's idea. That's a really good idea. Yeah,
1: yeah and it's, I, I mean, people get so excited for it, and they'll, like, take pictures of the notes, and they'll, like, send them to you. like
2: Post it on Instagram. Yeah,
1: everything. Like, I got the notes, and, like, people will ask for two and three shows, and I just listen to the episode, but I'm going to listen again with the notes, and then I'll just, <laughs> I'll do, like, ten. It depends, like, I, I, sometimes I'll have different segments. It's mostly just me talking for four or 30 minutes. Sometimes I'll interview people. Uh, but when I just when it's just me talking I just basically give myself bullet points and I just go and I start and I get to there
0: I was saying well, before you we went on air that when I, for our Patreon episodes, patreon.com slash this app, I, well, I, that's where I put all my solo ones now, but you feel there's some weird thing that I've, I like a uh, medit- meditative trance. I think you feel when you do a solo episode where you don't need to worry about like uh, how you're going to ping pong the conversation. You can just take a left turn, take a right turn. And then by the end of it, you kind of end up back on the main street, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you're, you're totally right. I got the, I got the idea for the, uh, I mean, it's not that it hasn't been done before, but the way I sort of got the idea like, oh, that's a cool idea. Let's try that is I have a really good friend named Steve and he and I were in a band together several years ago and I moved out here 19 years ago, I think, and um, no, 2003, so 16 years ago. And uh, ever since I moved, we don't talk on the phone, but we talk like three times a week. We'll just leave each other voice messages or voicemails. And it's just like long three, four minute voicemails and sometimes they'll be stacked on top of each other and next thing you know, you'll have like a 10 minute voicemail and I'm just listening, I'm like, this is interesting. So I was like, eh, I'll try it. And <laughs> the other podcasts that are so like, Rogan is so smooth, he's like so good. Yeah. And I'm like there's all those other podcasts that have that like, you know, effortlessness that just makes you think, how do you have this level of success? Because, I mean, you understand how they have that level of success because they're so fantastic. But then you look at the statistics that there's like 550,000 podcasts happening. And you're like, how do I even wild It's wild.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a skill set. Listening to someone like Rogan who just like has, he, you're right, it's seamless. Mm-hmm. Like his thoughts are like, he, he anticipates everything that you want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of I
0: comics are that way where you just you're usually like inquisitive. You want to know about what's you don't want to break down. But it's all not the easy
2: to replicate. I would say I'm a naturally inquisitive person, but I don't have those conversational skills. Like that's well,
1: well you also douse it in the fact that he's like best friends with every comic on earth and like therefore he gets what, a million plus or something yeah. per episode. So he has the opportunity to pull any star in. The next thing you know, you'll see him talking to Billy Corgan about music or like Howard Stern or like he was talking to he was talking to Brandon Shaw the other day about what it was like touring with Chappelle. Right. And I was like that's, I mean, just like <laughs> hearing the story, I was like, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: the people are willing to be authentic. I mean, that's our, our best interviews are the, the people that are just like saying stuff that they not regret after, but they're like, you would never say not in front afraid of your to family. hold
2: back. Yeah. yeah and
0: people want to hear that. Like they like to hear that. Is that, so how do you go from, from being in a
1: band to stand up comedy? Like what, was that a natural transition? I just aged out of it. Really? I just, yeah. I got to the point where I was tired of carrying stuff. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just the truth. I, it's I, a
2: challenging I, lifestyle.
1: It is. It's like you're in, you have to have a, like a, a I want to say triangle vision, but there's five. So I don't know what five would be. Uh, part singular vision of like all being on the same page and having the same success and the same goals. And it literally got to the point where it was almost like the Brian Adams Summer of 69 song. I was like, we need to move to LA. We need to do this. We need to take this to the next level. They're like, no, I've got a kid. I don't want to do that. And I, it's like, whatever. And I'm like, ugh. So then I just quit and I was like, all right, I guess I'll just go into whatever. And uh, I had my own business at the time. I was a licensed private investigator in Michigan and I had a private uh, investigation slash legal courier service. So I would serve subpoenas, do uh, marriage uh, and family surveillance. And uh, I started getting into improv. So then I was at an improv class and then one of the guys, uh, Marty Butler, said, he goes, oh, I also do stand up. He goes just to explain stand up. Stand up is like heroin and improv is sort of like smoking pot. I was like, I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So then I just tried it. That's a good way to put it Because Yeah you do heroin alone In the bathroom Or you do
0: heroin alone In the bathroom But in, you know Improv You're passing the giant It's a communal thing Stand up Yeah you're, you're like a lone wolf And yeah. I feel like You probably don't that, That's when When you look at When you look at improv troops When you look at bands they Even if they bomb Or the crowd sucks You kind of all have This camaraderie mm-hmm. You know The comic before You can kill But if you don't You're alone You know Yeah There's definitely like a Now so you were doing You were a private eye Working with You said marriage
2: like, so somebody's getting a divorce, they wanna know if their husband's cheating, so they mm-hmm. hire you to get intel for it. Is this the kind of scenario? Is Pretty this, much,
1: yeah. Yeah? Yeah, and like I think the rule of thumb is it's like, I always would tell people it's, um, it's like your car. You can tell, you're not a mechanic, but you can tell that something's wrong, so take it in. And it's the same thing with your marriage. If people start changing patterns and doing things differently, you're right. Your intuition is 99% of the time accurate. You don't need me to tell you what you already know. You can just feel it. Yeah. And with that, uh, they'd still want to know. And it was like always devastating because you're like, you're making these adults cry. And then you're taking their money.
0: What's a good example of like a scenario? You got a dude who's like, my, my, my wife's not having sex with me anymore. I don't know
1: what's going on. And then you just start tailing her. Um, let's see. Okay. So there was a, there was a high profile case I had, uh, whereas the guy, it was a, talk about like a shitty situation. So his, he gets married to this very wealthy man uh, in the automotive industry, gets married to a high profile female, um, who, uh, in, in the Detroit area and they go on their honeymoon to Lisbon on their honeymoon. The husband gets sick. He has, like, food poisoning. He doesn't leave the room for two or three days. He encourages his wife to go out in the city, you know, experience whatever, enjoy herself. She then, in turn, falls in love with a waiter in Portugal (laughs) while she's on her honeymoon. Oh, my God. So he then, they come back, and it's like, it's weird, and he kind of finds emails, and he finds different things, and he's like, I think my wife's cheating. I think she fell in love when we were in Portugal. I don't have any proof. He's like, I need you to follow her. She says that she's going to see her sister in Traverse City this weekend. I need you to follow her. And I'm like, okay. So she ended up driving to the airport. She flew from Detroit to Chicago and Chicago to San Francisco. And I had this guy's American Express black card. So I was just like, cool. So last minute flights. This was post. This was pre nine eleven.
2: So you could still book a last minute flight at the airport. Yeah, no problem. You
1: didn't
0: know she was flying to San Francisco till you literally. No, saw the her guy flying. didn't
2: have her itinerary. No, he thought nothing. she was going to Traverse City. Oh, so are you just like? I don't know, five people behind her in line listening to like where she's going. By like, the way, this is going? Tasha's
0: favorite story. Oh, ever. I love
2: this. This right, is like go. so <laughs> exciting. I'm, I'm ready to go. No, don't
0: mess with me, Tasha. I got J.
1: Chris on, <laughs> on board here. To no, she right. got, she got um, she checked in and I heard her check in. Okay. And I was like, I need to get on that plane. And then the lady was like, okay. And I was like, where is it going? She's like, San-, San Francisco, they're changing at O'Hare. I'm like, okay, I need to get in. Wait,
2: but so did you show the lady your credentials, like, or no, no, she no, didn't no. think it was creepy I, that you like were like, I need to get on that lady's plane?
1: Pre nine eleven, everything like you could literally say you could call the airport and say. What seat is this person sitting in? And they would tell you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what the Yeah,
1: like pre-9/11 you could get oh away god, with so. Oh my god, that's
2: so creepy.
0: Yeah, so I D- got did on Did you the never plane. watch Friends where he like goes to the terminal? You could just go up to the terminal. I
2: mean, I know you could go to the terminal, but th- th- <laughs> that is completely de- different level than being like, "Oh, hello. I'm Mr. Random and I want to know what flight so and so is taking." Yeah, like that's cri- that's like but privacy stuff
1: a hundred percent. But at that point in time, America was like all cake and pie and nobody thought anything bad would happen and there was no issue. And uh, so basically what it was, I had a friend living in San Francisco at the time and she could just you could, that was when they could meet you at the gate. So I said, all right, here's the deal. I just said, uh, well, I flew to Chicago. I got she got off the plane, he met her in Chicago, the waiter did from Portugal. So I got pictures of them kissing. And then they got on the plane. I sat four seats behind them and then the, like you could see like directly. So it was like literally four seats behind me. No one before so I had my video camera, I was up, I got her taking off her wedding ring, I got her kissing, I got her mouthing I love you to the guy. I mean I like nailed. <laughs> then, we, then, like, when we got to San Francisco. And
2: what about the people, like, sitting next to you on the flight, like, that you're video recording, like, a know. random seat in front of you? They have
1: no idea, because I had my coat over it. I was just kind of doing it, like, casually. he's, oh, okay. Tasha, he's a pro. This. I guy. mean, <laughs> like, yeah, I
2: guess. I just, like, yeah. I'm, okay, we're talking about pre-9-11. I feel like camcorders are, like, this big. No, no, <laughs> no it, was
1: super, it was super small. Okay. And, um, spy equipment. Spy equipment, digital tape. And uh, so... Then I, I had my friend Lisa meet me in San Francisco. I gave her the gate number, told her we're going off. I described the people who were there. And I just said, I need you to get video of them coming off and like pretend like you're excited to see me. And I want you to just pan and get them holding hands. So I had them behind holding hands. She got them in front. They went to this hotel called The Mark. Um, it's a very expensive hotel in San Francisco. I got them checking in together. I got them going to their room together. And then I had two days in San Francisco to just do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Yeah, at that point, I think you got your. I and mean, then they're so. done. They're finished. And then it and was then
2: like, you get on the same pl- flight back as them, or no, it doesn't no, even matter. Doesn't that, even but you matter. got what you need. Okay. Yeah, I got
1: what I, mean, I need. Does
0: this affect their like if they if they were to get a divorce, does this affect that uh, like uh, if Absolutely. They don't have a? Absolutely. Pre- even
2: well, in most prenups, I would say that that there's usually like a cheating clause. Like if you're cheating on somebody, you don't get anything or whatever. Especially if you're like a very wealthy person. In some states, us. I
1: heard that if you cheat, it's actually like a crime. Well, like you can go to jail for it. Marriage, uh, marriage is a no, uh, a divorce is a no fault. Like most States are no fault. Right. So you can get a divorce. California is no fault. Yeah. Most States are, but when it comes to a prenup or when it comes to property divide, like dividing, uh, infidelity, uh, it can swing the the percentage point like 10 to 20%. So like you can go from a 50, 50 split to a 70, 30 split just because you were fucking somebody. And then it's, and then you just go back to see this guy and say, Hey man, you know, I'm, I'm too. I would. I'm too uh, empathic. Where I would be, I would be shook to like have to tell a guy that it's. You know, it, it's difficult. I mean, they like grown men break down in tears in front of you, and it's very hard. And you feel like there's no, there's no congratulations. You just spent five thousand dollars. You're wrong, right? Or congratulations. You just spent five thousand dollars. You're,
0: you're right. right. Are there any times where you've where a guy's been convinced his wife's cheating on him, and you would follow her around? And you're like, hey man, there's nothing. Yeah. And, 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 uh, like what happens in that case? Are you just like, Hey man, I've looked, I followed all around. She actually has well, these girlfriends. She goes to yoga. Uh,
1: if you're familiar with the, the Shakespearean quote, uh, is it's like, uh, be careful. Me doth think the lady protesteth too much, like shining light on the fact that she had guilt. So a woman hired me to follow her husband and I followed this guy for three weeks, three weeks. I was on this guy. First night, he was having dinner with this really hot blonde girl. I was like, got him. It was their daughter. <laughs> second, second night, he was having dinner with this really hot brunette girl, daughter. And I was like, cool. And then, nothing for three weeks, this guy did nothing wrong. And this woman flipped out. And I was like, why are you like, he's not doing anything. You should be excited, whatever. She's like, I have to get him because I'm cheating. <gasps> and I was like, oh, well, hey, good That's- luck ah so she spends money to make herself feel better like wow so
2: who uh, is percentage wise more husbands your clients or more wives your clients
1: it was all over i mean it was just a lot of different things i mean it was i mean this was so long ago It, it was just a lot of just wealthy people who just got bored and that's it I mean, like I always refer to that's where I came up with the original phrase, dude, fuck rich, where you become so wealthy and bored. You're just like, you're not gay, but you're like, I'm going to fuck dudes because I've done everything else. (laughs) Wow. That's like where my whole Will Smith theory comes in and Tom Cruise, like, I don't necessarily know if they're actually gay. I think they fuck dudes because what else can they do? They've done everything. That's interesting.
2: Really? Dude do you fuck. really think that about them? I've never heard the rumors a, a about them at all. Yeah.
0: No. Oh, re- Kimmy a uh, Scientology no. and Will Smith, they're in an open well, relationship. Well, I thought open. it was
2: Scientology. It was a, wait, Will Smith is a Scientologist? I think Will
0: Smith is Smith, a Scientologist, he, a Scientologist no. but he's, like, adjacent to all of them. Like, it's its culty. That—that that They're, like, top, top of the line
1: A-listers, you know? Yeah, no one's going to mess with Will. Will can do whatever he wants. And it's, like, there's so many, like, Scientology is its own creepy, like... All the Scientologists, like if Harvey Weinstein were Scientologists, nothing would have happened to him. Like nothing's going to happen to Danny Masterson, right? He's, he's like, yeah. and he is straight up the creepiest, rapiest person alive. Yeah, and he's protected by the Scientology, so he's fine. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Do, doesn't,
2: doesn't it sort of seem like Scientology's falling apart a little bit these past couple years with the docu series that What's her name? The Leah Remini
0: series didn't do anything. On yeah. the inside, it seems But like- it's bad
2: PR for them. But it, it- she's like shining a light. I mean, people always thought like, oh, that's a little creepy, but nobody really knew the extent to which Scientology would go. I mean, we knew that they like were following the IRS people around sure. and, until they got tax exam status. But like, w- you know, we didn't re- we didn't know that people were disappearing, right? I
1: think we all kind of did know that. I mean, and also I don't think the publicity is going to affect the people on the inside of the cult. Right, I think the exterior of people will be like, "Oh, that I knew Scientology was fucked," but like that's not going to stop like Joe and Mary Smith from giving hundred thousand dollars a year to be part of the club
2: because they are brainwashed. Like, what about the guys who are handing out pamphlets like on the corner of uh, Vermont and Sunset up here? That they're out there every day in their vest, handing pamphlets. Do you think that they don't know that Scientology has such bad PR?
1: I think that there's probably tremendous perks to Scientology. I mean, obviously, the I, I am not a Scientologist. I know very little about Scientology. However, I am familiar with the success ratio of a lot of Scientologists, and that is incentive enough. If you've got Joe Blow actor who's told, hey, you can go on 50 auditions and maybe you'll book a, an extra part or maybe you'll get whatever, or you can pass out pamphlets for a year and I'm going to introduce you to Kevin, who is doing the new Avengers movie, and you're going to get a speaking role. You're going to pass out pamphlets. Yeah, and it's enough to
0: get you in the door. And then most people that make it to L.A. are in search of something bigger than themselves, and they find a community, or they don't, or maybe they don't find the community. So then they're Scientology, and it's just somebody who wants to talk to you because Scientology they'll mask it in different ways. They'll do an E-meter test. They'll, they'll there's a, there's a 50 different words that are Scientology. There's a L. Ron Hubbard secretarial. We have all these different schools that are nearby, yeah. like bookstores. Next thing you know, if you're if you're like don't know what it's all about, you're you're all of a sudden They've in Scientology. You that nice
2: know. new production studio. You know that was actually I've mentioned this before, but that was one of the things that I somebody warned me about. Like in my first year in LA, I was mm-hmm. like on a set of a TV show, like a I don't even remember which one it was. I think I was playing a bride though, and um, and so some like guy who was just like sitting next to me and holding was like, listen, no matter what, don't do anything, Scientology. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, that's weird because another person mentioned the same thing to me. Like a couple weeks later, I was like, is this really like a thing? But I guess they make they have like castings and they have oh, yeah, make well, their own productions. Know, and you, d- yeah, you
0: don't know while you're going to the casting. I've seen I've seen the breakdowns. You think you're getting a part in a play? I've got friends who got parts in plays, and then it's a Scientology produced play. It's just not labeled that way. Right. Like David Gregory, our buddy who's a comic, he was like uh, he quit comedy and he was going to like become a preacher or go to be, go to school to be a deacon he didn't know what he wanted to do and then he started taking classes in sci- at scientology and he was telling us this as we're talking to him like i know him you know you do you remember this happened right on the couch and we're like what are you doing man but like on some base level scientology starts with like some core simple psych- psychology you know stuff that's out there that makes sense but you can you can learn that Yeah, like any- everybody
2: wants a little self-improvement sure, like yeah. that's that's an easy sell
0: how long you been in la for
1: 2004, I think. Do you now? Are you married now? No, I mean I basically am. I mean I live with this girl. How long have you been together? A year. Okay, cool. congrats. Wow, and
0: congrats I, I, and uh, w- were you when you were with the band, and when you started, when you first got to LA, were you uh, like single or?
1: Uh, yeah, I was single for a long time. When I, I mean, I moved out here knowing no one, and uh, you know, it's just the the there's just so many different doors to enter. I mean, there's so many like. Because I think that if there was a way to uh, make profits off loneliness, I think, the, and, <laughs> and I think the, there's that that job exists out here. I mean, because there were so many like, like when I first moved out here, this was like pre Facebook. This was like MySpace was kind of a thing. Dane Cook was everybody's best friend on MySpace, and like, it was just like that. You know, you'd sit in your apartment and you'd be on MySpace, and then you'd just refresh MySpace. Like, do I have any new messages? Like, refresh whatever, and then. You know, it's like to meet women as a guy by yourself out here is, or anywhere, is tricky. If you walk into a bar by yourself, you're a guy who's by yourself. Yeah. But if you go to like a strip club or if you hang out with someone who is like, of you know, like escorty type people, not to say that that happened, but I would hang out at strip clubs all the time because they talk to you. You just yeah. walk in and it's just like, you don't think, oh, they like me. They want you like, I don't care. This woman's talking to me. That's all I yeah, want. Yeah,
2: sometimes you just need like a friend, yeah. someone to chit chat with. No,
0: but you were from Detroit or yeah. just Michigan. and Where in Michigan were you coming from? Suburb of. So w- was it easier to talk to women in the
1: Midwest? Oh, I've, I've, you know, I've always been, I've always had zero problem talking to women. I'm just saying when you move to a city like this.
2: And you don't know anybody.
1: It's just very intimidating. And then you're like, hey, I want to hang out at my place in the valley. The valley. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. Now, what about the, the band? Were, so were you with the band at that point? No, I left the band in 2000. Okay,
0: so and, and yet you haven't been in, with any band since then, or you have? Was that it?
1: No, it just like it was. Uh, that was like I did the band from like 88 to 2000. I said if I turn 30 and I'm in a band, I'm up north Michigan playing cover songs. I'm out
0: now. But I saw and then, correct me if I'm wrong. You had a photo where you were sitting on the couch with Leno, with Jay Leno. Yeah. So were you on the? Was your band on the Tonight Show? or What that was that? Me. Oh, that was you. Yeah, I just w- played guitar. Oh, okay, cool. But for what? Did, for what? they late. Sorry, I should know this. For their for their show or?
1: No, I did stand up. And oh, you did stand up with guitar. Some. I like a part of my set had stand up in it.
0: Got it. Okay, I should have known that. What year was that? 2012. So that was when? Was that when he went away and then had come back? He'd come back. Oh, okay, that's fucking. It's hard because it's with Leno. It's hard to tell because it's the first Leno. He's been around for so long mm-hmm. that there's Leno. Then he went away. Then he came back. So that's after he came
1: back. Yeah, I was able to do all of them except Letterman. I did Kimmel. I did uh, Arsenio. I did Tonight Show. And the only other one I really wanted to do. Which one was the most uh, like nerve-wracking? The first um, first time on Kimmel was hard. It was really hard because I, I don't like to repeat material. And I just like legit two months prior was in New York and I did my comedy central premium blend and I used all the stuff and Kimmel was new. It was a new audience. I had all, all new material that I wanted to use. They wouldn't let me. They were like, we want you to do the stuff that we saw you do on comedy central and Mike.
0: Mm. And you basically like transcribe it, right. And then submit it
1: to them. Mm. Is that how it works? Or do you, do, or have to it, clip? It varies. I mean, like there are some, there are some show bookers for like the bigger shows Uh, who are dicks and it's like all ego and like they think they know comedy and like...
2: And they like want to edit your set? Edit
1: your set and it's like that's... And it's like I'm not saying... I'm not not dumb enough to ever name names ever because I just won't because I want to be on those shows, some of those shows that are booked by dicks. But like if it's you who are hearing this, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I'm
2: talking about those other, uh, days. The they'll, other they'll, days. They'll critique
0: you down to your facial expression. I've seen I've seen the notes people have on one of the major networks where they're critiquing you. You do too much like of a facial expression. Sure, so, and, they're, like,
1: uh, and they're not they're not entirely wrong, but sometimes they're entirely wrong. <laughs> you know, and it's like one of those things where it's like okay. So for example, what I for for my Tonight Show, I had finally I, I was told initially like eleven years ago or I auditions for 11 years straight. And for the first 10 years, they were like, this is the wrong show for you. You're never going to be on our show ever. Please stop submitting. You're never, <laughs> ever going to be on the show. And I'm like, I'm going to be on your fucking show. No, like, you're never going to be on the show. So finally I got right after America's got talent. I, I got onto uh, Howie Mandel, got me another audition in front of Bob and Ross who booked the tonight show. And I went out, and I had a home run and I like killed it because it was a comedy and magic. It was like, it was actually uh, Trevor Noah went first and he got passed and I went on next and I got passed. The other four people didn't get to go on. So Trevor went, Trevor had a lot of heat on him. So he went on right away. He went on like two days later. I didn't end up going for like a year. We, um, just for the listeners, when you say passed, you mean you've been approved to yeah. do a Tonight Show set. Yeah, not passed. So
0: you're like uh, in the rotation, ready in the chamber, yeah. ready to go.
1: Ready to go. So... I didn't go on for like a year. I, I was on four separate times and I got bumped and like they would call me in last minute. Can you come in? The guitar player for Def Leppard's sick. They might not be able to go on. Okay. And I'd get there and they go on. I'm like, damn it. You know, and like same thing with Bobby Brown and another time. So finally like it's a year later and uh, I was I was. Halfway to San Diego, and my manager goes, "What are you doing tonight?" And I'm like, "San Diego." He goes, "Turn around." I'm like, "I'm not <laughs> turning fucking around." He's like, "Turn around." He's like, "You're going to be on Tonight Show," and I'm like, "I'm like, no way." They've done this to me before. This is a guaranteed 200 bucks. I'm doing the San Diego show, and he goes, "No, no, you're on. You're second guest." And I'm like, "How am I second guest?" No comic has ever been second guest. He's like, "You're second guest." I'm like, "All right." So I turned around. I got back. I got to like. I got home. They sent a car for me, picked me up. I went there. And in my dressing room, Jay comes in. He's like, well, you think you're going to go on this time? And I'm like, I hope so. And he's like, me too. And uh, so I walked out there and like the second before I went on, I handed the, well, the like an hour before I went on, I gave the prompter one line uh, joke notes and I did an entirely brand new five. And like they had never seen it. They had never approved it. They were like, if you want to say fuck, say fuck. And I'm like, I'm not going to say fuck on the Tonight <laughs> Show. No way. And so it's like, I did this whole brand new five, and it killed. I got 14 applause breaks, and then afterwards, Bob and Ross were like, you're so fucking lucky that that worked. Yeah, and I was like, why, what are you going to do, not have me on again? He like, <laughs> He's off in two weeks, you know? So it's like, great job, good work, way to be persistent. And So like, the
0: lesson there is just not not like
1: conforming to what they want. I don't know if it's well, a lesson. I mean, well, ne-
2: not necessarily. I mean, that time it worked. <laughs> I'm sure
1: there's a bunch of stories where it doesn't. Yeah. So it's, you know, there are, I've, I've gone on stage and I've had show bookers tell me, I don't think that joke's good enough. And then I'm like, did you not hear every single person in the audience? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to land with our audience. And then you see who they book on the show. You're like, how the fuck did that happen? And like, okay. So for example, there's a show and I won't say what show it is. It's someone Oh something. (laughs) Okay. Gotcha. And I'm friends with a writer on that show. And the writer, I was like, Do you think they put great comics on there? And he goes, Yeah, some and I go, All? And he goes, No, some I'm just confused at like what happened and how it happened And that's the you know. Yeah. that's for whatever reason so they're not always right no one's right comedy's subjective everybody's like if you think it's funny and someone doesn't think it's funny you're both right there's been comics that oh bomb
0: on late night like so uh,
1: Rob Rob uh, Mullaney is that his name
0: not Robin John Mullaney no. No, no not John Mulaney, The uh, Rob Delaney is that he was like a Twitter comedian and he bombed it and he like they scrubbed it offline you couldn't find it but I think it's back it's been posted so many times it's up there it's,
1: that was the worst set I've ever seen in my life yeah
0: and it's like knowing knowing the process to get on and
1: all the hurdles you have to leap and then you see that and you go how the fuck did that? it was horrifying <laughs> it was like if you saw the set it was it was five minutes of just painful yeah. silence and I remember, you're right, it was gone almost immediately. They scrubbed it back in the day when you could
0: just scrub things, and it would just never... But, like, I think now people just save everything and repost it and all that. But there's been some other specials where, like, how the fuck did that happen? And it's it's out there. People just get their spotlight too soon. I mean, like, at what point in your career did you start, like, breaking with with uh, getting the
1: the TV credits and things like that? I think I think you make a valid point. I think most people break before they're supposed to. And, like, they, like they just... You're new, you're fresh, they throw you against the wall. Like, you know who would kill, like... One of the, um, do you play Comedy Magic Club? No, I've been there before, but I haven't done it, the sh- a show there. Okay, so Comedy Magic Club has has some of the best comics in Los Angeles. It's better than the store. It's better than the Improv. Um, to get past there is virtually impossible. If you're fortunate enough to get past there, you're so lucky, and you're uh, among this very elite group of comics. But in addition to that, there's all these older dudes who've been doing comedy forever, and you go there, and you'll see like you'll be on the list. It'll be like. 10 different people and they're like you know it's like Tosh and like Larry Miller and like you know uh gosh uh, Chandling would go there all the time and all of these different like, mon- like monster comics and like 5 or 6 people you've never heard of who go up and they kill so fucking hard and they're like 60 something and they're just like zing 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 it's like those are the people who get, should get breaks not the people right. who are like I'm 22 I'm really good looking I've got this really good joke about masturbation I think I got this, and it's like,
0: there yeah. you go.
1: It's a, there's, there is no
0: meritocracy with it. There's no there's like uh, people at Comedy Central just thinking like, Well what do they wanna hear? What 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 demo do we need to hit? And then they put up some comic that fills that demo that's just like wasn't the first seven choices and it sounds bitter to even talk about, but I I I get it. It's I mean Tasha Tasha was in the modeling world. You 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 have a similar thing where it's like this the sixty year old model is not the one booking the job like in stand up. But like do you have to deal with other younger people coming up and just but it's different with modeling because obviously that's built on youth and like all that. Yeah. There's people that's like clearly jokes are jokes. People like your ability to like know how to, uh, to work the energy of the room cannot be, uh, fabricated. You can't, you can't, you know what I mean? A bad comic can have a decent set here and there if the conditions are right. But a good comic has a good set when the room's not there. Yeah. You know, they just like figure it out. Did you use like perf- performing with, uh, in music, like was music, uh, the gateway to be able, like did you start with your guitar and and then kind of like blend into just st- straight stand-up
1: yeah and i still go back and forth you know i say i'll do if i do an hour i'll do 40 minutes of talking and 20 of
0: music was it hard at first to to ditch the guitar or did you
1: yeah to? it was because i've been playing it since i was 18 so it's like i just it was hard it's like it's, it, there was definitely an attitude shift once i was wearing it and telling jokes versus putting it down
2: yeah, it's almost like a body part. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to let it go. Yeah. Huh?
1: There's a lot of... I've seen comics go up on stage and never
0: play their guitar, but they'll bring it on stage. as like a thing like, is he going to play the guitar? Like, they're waiting for C- it. Cable guy
1: does that? Oh, does he really? Yeah, he's yeah. so funny. Um, so wait, you do modeling. Do you work for, like, one of the agencies?
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you
1: uh, work for Wilhelmina?
2: I do not. Oh, that's <laughs> the only
1: one I know.
0: Tasha's a road dog. She's been in it for... Since she was a... You t- you're a teen. <laughs> You've been in it for several generations.
2: <laughs> generations. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. You've been in yeah, it for a yeah, couple decades. Yeah, a long there. time. She's
0: she's she knows what's up. Like she's you know because you get these you get these new people to L A and, and whatever they they'll just they'll just be happy for the glitz and the fame. And Tasha's like, what are you paying me? What do you <laughs> t- What's the rate? Right, so,
1: where's my lunch break? So are you a model or do you work for the agency?
2: No, I'm a model. Your
1: model. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag models. But with, saying. <laughs> yeah, with modeling you can it's like whatever agency book makes
0: the phone call there's really no loyalty I don't think until unless you're at some like crazy high level where you're like at this exclusive level right I feel I feel like the same with the comedy it's like whatever club calls you or wants you you go to them you know you yeah. just throw your shit at the wall I yeah. always say this modeling comics and strippers have a lot in common no one in the industry likes like appreciates them you know what I mean <laughs> until you're at a level where everyone wants you does that make yeah, sense Yeah,
2: and then everybody's hitting you up
0: Right? Don't you feel people with have their eyes roll back if you say that you're a model? Do you? Does that?
2: Yeah, I would rather say that I work at Starbucks. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just you know when you're being introduced with some, t- I feel like it brings like a next level of judgment. Like if I say this is my job and I know I'm wearing no makeup or like I'm not cute or feeling ch- chubby or short, like mm-hmm. I know that as soon as I say that somebody's like, oh really? <laughs> okay.
0: I mean, I meet people all the time when I, you know, I, I, you try your best not to even say what you do. So that, that goes to show that you're not proud of it. And it's not that I'm not proud of it, but it's that too. Like, well, but it, you like,
2: have like the, the hang up sort of. Like, well, it's like, it. like, it's like it's like gonna you just know it's going to come a with a lot. a chip on your shoulder to yeah. say like, oh, I'm a comedian. Like,
0: I mean, saying you're in a band, if, if like, a, if you meet a woman and she, she now she has to tell her friends that he's in a band and they're going to go, oh, they're not going to go, oh, fuck yeah.
1: You know but what like I mean? An it's an like being
2: an actor in Los Angeles. Like everybody an actor. They remember? don't
1: care until it's like that next level, I guess. But aren't you, like, immune to people judging you at this point?
2: Yeah. Yes and no. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really care. But it's just one of those things where it's like, you know... I don't know. I guess it would yeah. be nice to say like, no, I'm an investment banker or something like impressive. Yeah,
0: for me, it's more like time wasted. Like I don't want to have to deal with the next part. Po- like I've gotten into more telling because pe- I'll meet a bunch of random people at my side gigs where I'm meeting like tourists and they don't get things. And I'm I kind of will just be like, yeah, I right. I just writing just seems like an easier than oh, because I don't know for comedy. It's just at least a lot. Well, where do you go? It's just I know what the next six, six questions are going to be. And I'm just over it. I'm over hearing about all that. I don't know. I mean, do you find, do you find like, uh? Did, well, uh, let's go here. How did your, your uh, girlfriend now, did she meet you
1: because you perform or did she find you um, outside of that world? No, uh, six, or seven years ago now uh, she was uh, in town. She was on X Factor. She was part of a girl group that didn't do well, uh, but did well enough to be on the show. And she was at a bar and she was like living here. They were like, uh, some girl group that some guy was paying a salary to for them to live here and train and whatever and uh, she was at a bar and I was like wow you're so pretty and um, I was like we should hang out and blah 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 and she was like oh that's cool I'm, I'm she's like she was only here for two weeks so we hung out a little bit for two weeks nothing really happened and then she moved to Florida and when she moved I was like and I wasn't successful enough to where I, was, I could try to convince her to stay And you know, like it or not, you have to be at some level of success to offer someone a better situation than whatever they're experiencing. So uh, she's just like, I I was like, all right, cool. If you ever come back here, I'm never letting you leave. And she's like, (laughs) oh, that's adorable. So like six years later, uh, I saw that she was in town because I followed her on social media. And um, I was like, do you want to meet and get a drink? Like the last time she goes, sure. So we met at the same exact place. And then... That was in like August, and uh, we we met. Uh, she was dating someone and living in Maine at the time, and I was like, and I literally did the guy move where I was just like, So, so how come you're not happy? What's wrong? Tell me <laughs> the truth, like, not having any idea if that was gonna work. She's like, I'm not, I'm not happy. It's not, <laughs> it's not. And I'm like, Really? So, go on. And uh, she just like, I'm not happy. It's like fading, it's like it's running its course. I need to get, I'm like, You need to get out of Maine, like, you need to leave Maine, you're in Maine. What do you mean Maine? Yeah,
0: X-Factor to Maine. Eat that's lobsters. A yeah, lobsters really no, but good Maine there. in But mm-hmm. Maine in the winter can make anybody crazy. I mean, Stephen King writes yeah. all of his horror uh, novels in Maine. Like, yeah. It's a crazy state. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, basically, she, you know, hung out for a week uh, here. We went on that just that one time. And I was re uh, I resubscribed to my smittenness of her. And... uh I was watching football at the den like two weeks later, and I was drunk. It was on a Sunday, and I called her up, and I go, what are you doing on Friday? And she's like, nothing. She's like, oh, I'm working. I go, oh, can you get the weekend off? And she goes, yeah, why, what's up? And I'm like, I want to fly you to Vegas. Let's go on a date because I was going to see my friend play. And uh, she goes, what? No. She's like, all right. She's like, fine. You know what? If I go, we're just going as friends. i like, No to date I'm not,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not flying you to Vegas as a buddy but you spelled it out exactly yeah. what you wanted yeah. like these are my expectations yep, like if you want to if you want to go on a date let's go on a date And that's Vegas.
1: great you juked right you. out of the friend zone that's yeah. perfect yeah and so just she's like every time someone wants to go out with me they always wanted to be I'm like well yeah of course and so I'm like well <laughs> think about it I'm like I'm going anyway if you want to come great and I just hung up and then like 15 minutes later she's coming back she's like let's do it and I was just <laughs> like, And then that was August. She moved here in January. And so we've been, you know, we've been together since August. So I guess it's been a year, but she's lived here since January. That's amazing.
0: Congrats. That's a good story. I mean, like, do you think a younger version of you would have been that bold? To be like, no, this is what we're doing? Mm -hmm. Or did you just learn, like, not to be wish-washy with it?
1: Uh, I just think that, you know, it's like you date. I think that you get to a point in your life where you date enough wrong to realize what it is that you found. And then you're willing to just you know, go all Take in.
2: risks for it. Yeah. yeah like uh, at the end of this conversation, it's either, yes, I want to go on a date with you or no, yeah. I don't want to go on a date with you. But either way, you get some clarity mm-hmm. about where you stand instead of yeah. wasting your time. You know,
0: we did that for, uh, for two or three months where uh, we were friends but I was like oh you know in my head what what the fuck are we doing here and then I finally was like look I'm not friend friend in it anymore and then uh, yeah it changes the chemistry of life Mm -hmm. and it uh, recalibrates or you uh, stop becoming this fake friend that you were in the first place so it's like either you either get on board or you stop being like whatever you were pretending to be well
2: decisiveness is just such like a beautiful powerful thing like I work with a lot of fashion designers right Mm -hmm. my favorite jobs are the ones where the designers are decisive Mm -hmm. no this is what i want and like their team makes it happen the wish-washy ones i don't know i'm like what are we doing here yeah you know it's like in all aspects of life being decisive knowing what you want and going after it that's like inspiring.
0: I want to be decisive and do a mid-roll sponsor read here. We have a gift for you. Um, where did I put that? Here it is. We have a new sponsor. Uh, they've been with us for the last month. It's called Promescent. They offer this gift for our guests. It's a genital desensitizing spray. You got it. It nice. is a lidocaine uh, is the main ingredients and it's a uh, it make it's it's about climax control uh, uh, people can go to delayspray.com with Hell the yeah. voucher SAP15 that's SAP15 for 15% off delayspray.com uh yeah yeah promescent is um, uh, it's a company that we got to know the last couple months, and uh, basically, all all the products out there in the sex world uh, are, uh, you know, vibrators, this and that, things for women. This is a product for men to s- try to slow the uh, orgasm gap. Men are, you know, genetically, uh, 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 you know, we, we come faster. Let's put it that way. We come faster, and f- yeah. You
2: know, so, what's the difference? Six minutes and eighteen minutes, or men something come like in that? five
0: minutes, women take eighteen. That's so. There's this gap there that the uh, climax control spl- spray is meant to. Uh, to kind of limit that gap so it's just not a just a little
2: performance enhancement
0: exactly it's not you know you can use it if you have uh, p- uh premature uh issues but you can also use it if you just want to uh
2: be impressive yeah impress your lady you know i was saying this earlier your stamina we, we, we get <laughs> we
0: get all this free shit What tasha does gets a lot of free like shit a lot of it's shit right no and it's, no, but, no, it's but not shit. some it's of the, no 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 but some of the stuff we get i'm talking non-sex toy stuff is shit so we get like uh different weed products will be given to us and they not they, shit some some of it's good but some of it's like like hokey like we got this uh, little coffee shot that's thirty milligrams of sativa and also boner cream so it's a bon- it's supposed to give you a boner and caffeine and get you high and i want to use that and i want to use the promescent (laughs) that
2: (laughs) sounds like a recipe for disaster just like
0: adult chemistry (laughs) just out there but anyway that's a gift from us to you that's promescent (laughs) again delayspray.com uh uh, use the code sap15 if you guys want to try it out out there try it and ladies if you're listening and you think your man's not got a problem it's not about having an issue you know what i mean it's just about you uh, just
2: like leave it out somewhere like, just like in the bathroom drawer. Yeah. Just hey, like this isn't to toothpaste. Find. What's this? What is this? I'm I mean, curious.
0: Like, comics, we don't have much shame, right? We're just out there being honest. But if your lady gave that to you, would you be like, do, we, do I have a problem? or? Like, oh,
2: or no, you would I just say care. that like, oh, they were giving out samples. At the so and samples are
0: great samples that I bought with sap code <laughs> sap15. <15 laughs> I don't know, some uh, you know, we it's funny because we've we've people who've listened know the last five episodes I've kind of spraying it on our podcast guests and some some people are really awkward about it, and some people are like, cool, yeah, I'll try that. Yeah, what's the fuck? I love free shit,
1: what are you yeah, do? absolutely.
0: The uh, I try when I when they first sent it to me, I I just try, I didn't even vet to see if the company was legit. I was like, I'm gonna start spraying this on my dick, and uh, <laughs> it that was several years ago before this they started the sponsorship they were just reached out to me on Twitter but um, the key is you got to spray it on and wait like five minutes that's the key you want to wait a few minutes so it absorbs and doesn't transfer to the lady because if the lady can't feel anything then, then you
2: have defeated the purpose yeah
0: I mean, that'd be interesting if they had a ladies. They should have a spray for ladies to speed it up. Why do Why do guys have to slow it down? We That's have the a,
2: whole point. Just spray it. No, but I'm saying we're the ladies. We're a product for you all. We have plenty of products.
0: Just women. Women need too much. You You have too many variables for a perfect like sex. I feel like guys, I'm watching
1: a fight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is the best it's ever been. <laughs> you should not see it. We actually have no issue. We sometimes we bring uh, our weekly issues to the guest, and I don't think we have any this week that we need to bring. I think we're doing okay, like right? We're pretty good. But anyway. I wanted to. What did, I wanted to ask you. Okay, so you. How do you know which ladies are worth put like flying to Vegas? How do you know? Like, is it a, just a feeling like this well, is I mean, the if one? If you word it that way, uh,
1: <laughs> that does sound horrible. Uh, no, I mean it's just like. How I, did you
2: know uh, that? Like she was special.
1: I mean, she. I she just struck a chord. You know, I just I I've never been more attracted to someone. I've never been more into somebody she's just great you know and it's just like i was in this horrible relationship before and i lived with her and it was just the worst um and it was just like one of those things where it's like you know it's like every stereotypical thing that you'd like it would go wrong in a movie where you're like how the fuck did that happen i came home work i came home from work early one day and uh it's a great story actually it's super humiliating but i don't (laughs) care
2: that's what we thrive
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i came i came home from uh i came home from work and early and she's like well we we stopped having sex she like straight up just stopped having sex with me like not like like wouldn't kiss me like she started getting she started getting really nuts she started like getting really into like um oh gosh what's that hbo show where the women hate men uh girls no under his eye and uh
2: oh that's hulu that's handmaid's Handmaid's tale yeah she
1: started being crazy handmaid's tale and like super man like super like and just like watching cnn and hating the president and like like shut me down i was just like this is uncomfortable but i was like well i'm in this relationship we live together i guess this is a period she's going through i guess that's what it is it's not fun it's like so i was like cool whatever so i come home from work she she was very attractive and she was like full lingerie like decked out and i'm like all right here we go this is great and she's just like get out and i'm like she was get the fuck out and i was like And then (laughs) I leave, and I go downstairs, and I'm just like sitting outside the apartment complex, and I'm just like, and I see this old dude leave our apartment, (gasps) fixing himself all up and whatever, and I'm like, oh my god, she fucking like, and I and I was like, do I want to beat this guy up? I don't even know what's going on. I have no clue. So I go back in, and she goes, well, now you know, and I go, what do I know? I'm like, you are you dating that guy what's going on she's like no i'm a sex worker and i'm like whoa, whoa. what are you talking about she's like i have been for 10 years i'm like
2: how the and you f- didn't know this I the whole time no you were dating clue.
1: no she what kind of to, private eye are you she would go to <laughs> like, well, no,
2: you, you trust
1: i mean like i yeah, didn't no. feel it she was like she would go to acting classes but then like it's like you know you st- looking back did she take a lot of showers yes did she always have like condoms on her sure but like you're not thinking about it like because the person i started dating was much more promiscuous and super fun and then the person i lived with turned into this person who i just didn't see it so it was like that was one of those things like like when i got out of that relationship i was out of the relationship for like six or seven months and i was just like either nah i'm not gonna do this anymore i'm just gonna like coast maybe i'll be that dude who just doesn't date anybody because i'm just completely turned off of all sometimes you just
2: need a timeout. like you just need a break
1: yeah and then when I, uh, when Michelle reappeared, it was just great. And it's like, now it's just like, whereas before as a younger man, I would be like, I'd be dating someone, but I'd always kind of be like, Oh, she's hot too. Or what's going on with whatever. Now it's just so much easier to like, just not look to not like, cause it's like, I'm happy. I'm a guy. I know that I like men could have a wandering eye or be weird. Cause we have a penis. And sometimes it lasts longer. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the security you get when you like just are happy with what your
0: situation is. Yes, when you're not looking behind your shoulder or whatever.
1: Yeah. I was at a, we went to her burlesque show the other day and there was this, ridiculously attractive belly dancer on stage i was like i'm gonna go to the bathroom i'll be right back (laughs) i'm not watching this i have no interest i don't want to see it good for you yeah and at the same time i'm still talking about the belly dancer three weeks later (laughs) (laughs) well that's what
0: instagram's for you send a follow you know you you know there's a respectful i always said with like flirting and, and checking other people out i think there's a respectful sort of like distance where you can be like yeah like tasha's got friends that are hot you have hot friends yeah but you're you i'm, I'm attracted to you so but I, I can still think your friends are hot but I'm not like be crossing the line with them, you can think my friends are hot. I don't think you think that my friends are all <laughs> comics, you know. But you know, she's got your beat there. I mean, would I were, work
2: with male models, so yeah, fuck
0: them. They're, there's actually there's one male model she did a photo shoot with, and I was like, oh, he's probably an idiot, probably stupid, right? Just some dumbass. And then I click on his Instagram, and he's like playing guitar with like this sultry voice. I'm like, oh, he's real talented. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that exists. What can you do? You got to stay
1: in your own lane. I was thinking that the other day. I was like, there was there was this photo shoot of Jared Leto. He is ridiculously good looking like his eyes are just like like uh, and like (laughs) the straightest person ever he's
2: He's but you can be- appreciate someone else's beauty, but he's so beautiful,
1: and he's a great fucking actor, and he can sing, "Fuck you, Jared Leto, like yeah. but not in a like
2: like what's wrong? Like, tell us your deep, dark secrets. Like, what is it? Some that you are good people. About?
0: Like Bradley Cooper's a good guy. He seems like a good guy. Someone's mentioned that earlier. But on but like show.
2: everybody has to have something weird about them, right? Yeah. You can't have it all
1: well, I'm, like you hope that Jared Leto <laughs> is just like this an incredible douche who just, like, you know, just piles through women and then like does push-ups right when he's done and like all that. like But everybody who's, who I know is mad, I'm like, well, he's not, nice, he's a good guy. Do you and ever like, notice, I, I feel like a lot of attractive people
0: are, and this is going to, maybe this sounds just stupid to even start off this premise. Attractive people, I feel like really attractive, like spiritually attractive, they're just happy people and they kind of like Tr- it like radiates, res- it, it radiates through them. the skin you can be in a tr- like a like a physically like symmetrically a good looking person and, and and not be like not have that aura because like you're like atrophy on the inside if like you've got you know, mad issues
2: my grandma told me when we were when we were little um this was before my brother was born but i had a little sister we used to fight non-stop we fought all the time my grandma was watching us one time when we were fighting and she said you know tasha Um, if you have ugly thoughts on the inside, you'll be an ugly person. And if you have pretty thoughts, you'll be a pretty person, you know? And it's true that like people who are ugly on the inside, like you feel that presence when they walk in a room, Mm -hmm. you know, you and somebody who is confident and, and, Chasing their dreams and pursuing their goals and living for themselves—that stuff radiates too. Those people are super attractive.
0: Yeah, I think women are really attracted to men who like. I think appearance can can like can get you the first you know icebreaker of a conversation with a lady. But I think. I think women are attracted to like a guy who's like pursuing his own like w- like world in a positive way, and then I think everything else comes come you know is a part of that and with today's world, people are so worried to shame like people that are either overweight or ugly or whatever it's like no, no, no be like the best version of yourself, like take care of your yourself mind, body spirit, you know whatever, and then like that will like make you look better to other people because you're not worried so much about like just meeting a girl, you're like taking care of yourself like and you like you you were like committed to not being with another a bad relationship and then the good one came yeah and there's something to be said for that whereas like neediness is just like a repellent for anybody so mm-hmm. you like i feel like even tasha i mean i think in your situation you seem to be like fuck it with the guys because when we were friends you were like fuck man and i was like well i guess i'm not dating her and then i was kind of like well fuck tasha because like if you know we're not gonna be friends and then we're kind of like i guess we're i guess we're good for each other <laughs> how long have you guys dated it's been it's uh five and a half years. Wow, five and a half years. Yeah, we're going pretty pretty strong. I'd say it's pretty strong after five and a half years. We've had our uh, ups and downs, but a lot of it a lot of it's just been learning. Uh, for on my end to not be so sensitive when she's
1: upset about something and just letting her feel her feelings. Oh, that's the worst. So I get, hard. I get sucked into that one too. That she's like, I'm just demoting. I'm like, ah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah and Do you I, have that like sort of fixer mentality?
1: I try to, and I hate it. Like, cause yeah. you can't. Cause like a lot of times, like like you're saying, she's just venting and you're just in like and you're like what do i do how do i fix it whatever they're like like, fuck you dude i'm just venting you're like all right if we spend our time trying to
0: reset the room as comics we want the room to be good we have we have i think a lot of comics i like me personally the more i talk to people the more i'm like i think i like if like i have a sense that's really really feels things that aren't on the right page and it doesn't always work out
2: but not always these things can just be fixed immediately sometimes you just like you're waiting for it to pass like as I don't know myself. I like to just wait for, I don't like to fight when things are hot. Like I like for everybody to just take a minute, mm. cool down, process your own thoughts and feelings bad. and then talk about it. But now, yeah, we together, used to be no, no.
0: still together. That's not good because you'll, you'll need way more time than I want. So like this morning I'm making coffee and I'm hanging out. I forgot to like put the champagne in the fridge before the mimosa show. So I'm like, ah, I got up extra we early, had
2: extra stress energy, just lots a lot of <laughs> stress running yeah, around new
0: venue. I hadn't heard back from Joe so i didn't even know if the venue would be open when we got there all this stupid stuff and then i'm just sitting there she's still in bed she's like babe you're being like weird and i'm like you're not even out of bed yet and you can't criticize me and then she like literally wouldn't get out of bed and i'm like i had to be like okay i feel you honey yeah i'm a little uh, you know i just had to like you but know, we're learning up.
2: each other's like communication style and it's fighting constant. style yeah it is constant it, it is, constant. is constant, and it's
0: worth the extra thought of the other person's feelings because otherwise it's like we're going to uh we got to trip to southeast asia coming up in a couple of weeks like we could easily ruin that trip if if this morning i was like man fuck you i'm just stressed about, and i like if i just turn you know what i mean if i made it selfish about me like why don't you feel my feeling you know you're like well, i don't want to go with you you know what i mean like we could easily fall off that but instead i think we're both kind of like but you nah. get better
2: at it like yes it's the same with love languages like y- you have to figure out the other person's love language and you have to be like Constantly practicing it reminding yourself because for me it's not my nature to like treat him the way that he wants to receive love because it's not the way that i like to receive love so it's a constant reminder of yourself but it gets easier over time
0: mm-hmm. when you when i tell this like what, what my single friends are like I, I had some issue with my buddy jordan he's like dude you just need to break up You just need to break up. I was like, bro, not everything means you just need to break up. It means like, it's like a chess match. You just need to figure out what the next move is. You know what I mean? You need to have, it'd be like playing chess if you knew the person you were playing against wanted you to win. You know what I mean? It's almost like you, um, was that deep or I don't know. (laughs) It's like you want, it's like, I know Tasha wants to spend life together. I know she wants, but she's not gonna let me slide and be something less of what she expects. And I think for women, I think it's good to hold your man to that high level, and for men, it's good to like know that you know, like, just you've got the Remember same priorities. Remember that we're
2: on the same team.
0: Same team, same podcast. The staff. Uh, we got to get out of here in a minute. Okay. Now, so to promote you, I, got, I wrote down your Instagram. It's at the Chris Army. Yep. is your Instagram. Yep. your podcast is called Heroin Has a Great Publicist. Yes, you've got a, a hundreds of five star reviews. So everyone who's listening, go check out your podcast. You do you do multiple a week.
1: Yeah, you don't even need to listen; just five star. Just five star. Yeah,
0: yeah. I always tell people that. Just subscribe to the podcast, and then one day when you're, you know, you'll realize your phone downloaded a few episodes. You'll be in some place with no service, and then you can listen.
2: Yeah, you will be stuck on a plane. You'll have no Wi-Fi. You'll be like, "What do we have that's mm-hmm. downloaded?" People there get nervous
0: go. to commit to new things. You see a show, you see, or you are like, we'll be scrolling through Netflix on a Sunday night, and it's like a movie that's two and a half hours. We're like, "Oh, we don't have the <laughs> stamina. We can't yeah. watch an episode of Friends you know, again. Yeah, we really can't get through twenty minutes without passing out. So it's like people get worried. They go, "Oh, that's a long episode." Down Download it. We're talking to people that are, you know, they're our guest, you know, for our listeners. That means you got to go support uh, the Chris Army at the Chris Army. And then anything else you want to plug? Any other shows coming up or anything? No. Well, thanks so much for doing our show. And then also, yeah, do our next Mimosa show when you can. I would It'll love be, to.
1: That'd be great. Uh, I don't know, I'd like, you, you know what? I, I'd love to have you both on my show. Yeah, Amazing. We, yeah, and yeah, I'll have Michelle there because she co-hosts with me.
2: Okay, cool. So we
1: can all do it if you when you get back from Southeast Asia. Absolutely. Saudi yeah,
2: absolutely. That would be and awesome. uh,
0: we'll go to any burlesque shows you need some friends to go to. Well, Tasha sure. used to do burlesque dancing, so there you go. Yeah,
2: a long time ago. There you yeah. Go.
0: We, uh, we won't go to the bathroom when Tasha's on stage. We'll see
2: what you can do out there. <laughs> Thanks for your support.
0: Anyway, thank you so much for yep. doing the podcast. That was the SAP, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with J. Chris Newberg. We got so much good content coming your way. You guys are really in for a treat. The next couple episodes are going to kick ass. We already recorded them we're way ahead of the schedule. We're so organized. It's amazing. Anyway, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you make sure to get the content as it comes updated uh, and uh, push notifications to your phone. Uh, it's important. It's good for the algorithm. It's good for the iTunes charts. So make sure to subscribe. Even if you listen on a different app, if you have an iPhone, hit the subscribe button. If you haven't already, you're listening to a free podcast. Hit the rating and review. Leave us a quick review. It takes two seconds. Do it from the shitter. Even if it's... It's a bad one a good one whatever if you're listening we want to hear your review it helps the algorithm it helps push us up the charts it helps new people get a chance to hear us and check us out and we appreciate that so much you guys have a great week bye